Hey, I'm Michael, online pastor at Silverdale Baptist Church, and I'm excited to welcome you to our podcast. Now, after you listen to this episode, I hope you'll stick around for just a moment. I'll be sharing about some resources we have for you, as well as a few things going on at Silverdale right now that we would love for you to be a part of. Now, I really hope this podcast is just what you need today to help you in your relationship with Jesus. Welcome to Pre-Service, a podcast all about preparing you for worship at Silverdale Baptist Church. My name is Michael. I'm with my friend and co-host, Kevin, and we're glad to be together with you. We are so happy that you're spending time with us, and uh, we, we want to say, whether you're listening to us, whether you're watching us on one of the videos, YouTube, Facebook, feel free to, to share it with a friend, and we hope that uh, maybe this will also inspire an opportunity for the two of you to either share some edifying ideas or... Uh, who knows, you might even have an opportunity to witness to someone as you begin talking about things that matter eternally. If you can use this for it, then God bless you, go. Kevin, man, I I look forward to this time every week, just having this moment to sit down and and explore God's Word. Me too. You know, as we talk about each week, the, the heart of this podcast is to prepare our hearts and to help you prepare yours for worship this coming weekend. And, you know, Kevin and I were just talking a moment ago. It's enough for us to know that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. It's enough to know that to save us, you know, as we turn to him and and confess and repent, that's enough to save us. And we can come to worship with that base knowledge and have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful And have joy and peace. Absolutely. Yeah, and experience so much. There is actually... More just just keep in mind, we can never plumb the depths. We can never completely know everything there is to know about God. No matter how deeply we dig, we're never going to exhaust God. Absolutely. And not. there's a passage in Second Peter that that I wanted to uh, pull out here and just reference because sometimes it may feel like we're just sharing knowledge and, and talking about stuff. But there's a passage here in Second Peter. 1, 5, where it says, for this reason, Peter's writing to people, he says, make every effort to supplement your faith. Add something to it. You need to have virtue, and with virtue, knowledge, and with knowledge, self-control, with self-control, steadfastness, or dependability, faithfulness, and with that steadfastness, godliness, and with godliness, brotherly affection, and then with the brotherly affection, love. If these qualities are yours and are increasing, means those are growing more in my life, they will keep you from being ineffective and unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I think that is a fantastic promise. I think so too. So as we grow in knowledge, as we grow in grace, as we grow in an understanding of who God is and His Word, we will grow in our experience. And we'll see it working out. We'll see those virtues. We'll see love for people growing in us. Yeah. And so sometimes that's the reason that Michael and I dig, and it's it's an opportunity for us to share individually. It's an opportunity for us to sharpen our understanding of who God is and what He tells us, share with our families and with coworkers and with friends. Uh, so you know, we're, we're not here just to fill up like no. somebody going to a buffet. No. We, we don't want you, you know, getting bigger with knowledge about God. But, but we believe that learning more about God and learning more about your Christian faith will help you be effective in your faith. And so today we're looking at Hebrews chapter 8. Um, we're going to look at the entire chapter today, and we're going to break it into two halves, roughly, roughly halves. 
It's 13 yes. verses. It's hard to break it 13 <laughs> verses in half. We're not going to stop halfway through <laughs> yeah, verse yeah, six. And yeah. So I'm going to read verses one through seven and we'll talk about that for a little bit. And then Kevin, you can read eight to the end. That works, brother. And we'll talk about that for a little bit. It says, now the point in what we are saying is this. We have such a high priest, one who is seated at the right hand of the throne of the majesty in heaven, a minister in the holy places, in the true tent that the Lord set up, not man. For every high priest is appointed to offer gifts and sacrifices. Thus, it is necessary for this priest also to have something to offer. Now, if he were on earth, he would not be a priest at all, since there are priests who offer gifts according to the law. They serve a copy and shadow of the heavenly things. For when Moses was about to erect the tent, he was instructed by God saying, see that you make everything according to the pattern that was shown you on the mountain. But as it is, Christ has obtained a ministry that is as much more excellent than the old as the covenant he mediates is better since it is enacted on better promises. For if that first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no occasion to look for a second. Mm. Right there in verse seven, we we read the word covenant. And this word it's is going to be word. prominent throughout the entire chapter. And in verse seven, it says, for if that first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no occasion to look for a second. So so what is this first covenant, Kevin, that, that this is referring to? This is the old mosaic. This is the old law that was given through, but by angels through Moses, um, that it was a way for people to be able to come to God. So Moses had led them out into the wilderness, going to lead them to the promised land, and God delivered to them a set of laws and requirements, and it was a conditional covenant. So the people had to live up to part of this. Now, God was very gracious in it, but there were things that the people had to do. And in that, I think we find what the writer here refers to in the ESV as it had faults. It wasn't faultless, right? There were maybe some some shortcomings or some things that could go wrong there. That's right. And so because it had faults, going back to verse 1, referring to Jesus as the high priest there, says this is the main point. I like that in the ESV and some other, I'm sorry, the NIV and some other translations, that this is the main point. We have a new high priest. Yes. That's Jesus Christ, and his priesthood supersedes the Old Testament law. It replaces it. It replaces it. And he's a different kind of priest. We talked about this in chapter 7 and some other passages. He is a kingly priest. In verse 1, it says that he is seated at the right hand. Well, uh, priests weren't seated in the Old Testament. They were very busy actively doing things. But our priest is seated at the right hand of the throne. So he was a kingly priest. And as believers in Jesus today, we can enjoy every benefit that comes with him being our high priest. And man, that, that gets me excited. Yes, that that work of the sacrifice has already been perfected, right? He is still, however, our mediator. It says down here in verse 6, uh, he, it refers to the covenant that he mediates. He's our mediator. Uh, he mediates that covenant. And that covenant is better than the old covenant because it no longer has some of those same faults, some of those same issues, because it may not be dependent in the same way that the old covenant was dependent. It was conditional. If I didn't live up to my part, there was a problem there. Yeah, and it says in some of the other verses there uh, that that the old was a shadow 
of the one to come. It was a in verse five, yeah, yeah, in verse five, it was just a copy, a shadow of the heavenly things. And when Moses uh, was about to to erect the tent, when he was about to put up the tabernacle, that is, uh, he was putting together a shadow, a picture of something that was to come, something that was perfect, something to come. And that is not to try and tear down the the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, and and make make it something of spite. That, that isn't that, but that is to say it was incomplete. And so if you remember, this is written to Jewish Christians who were considering going back to something. And as P- Pastor Tony has said multiple times, why would you accept the fake when you have the genuine? And so right now, so far in chapter 8, we've talked a lot about the the old covenant, right? But we have the genuine covenant that the old covenant was just kind of a shadow copy of. It was it was an idea to teach people about it. But now we have the new covenant. So let's start in verse eight and read down through here. For he finds fault with them when he says, "Behold, the days are coming," declares the Lord when I will establish a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, for they did not continue in my covenant. So I showed no concern for them, declares the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my laws into their minds and write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. They shall not teach each one his neighbor and each one his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest. For I will be merciful towards their iniquities, and I will remember their sins no more. In speaking of a new covenant, he makes the first one obsolete. And what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away. Okay, Kevin. So as I look at verse 13 right there at the end, yes. much like verse 7 talks about the the, the old covenant being a shadow, a shadow, uh, finding a copy. fault in that, a copy. Verse 13 sums it up saying, and speaking of a new covenant, he makes the first one obsolete. Got it, right? We've been talking about yes. that. But when I switch back over here uh, to verse 8, I feel like we should spend a little bit of time there. Uh, it yes. says for he finds fault with them when he says, behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will establish a new covenant. What what is he talking about here, finding fault with them? Well, because in the old covenant, this this is what I think, and I think we've talked about this, and hopefully this will help. In the old covenant, part of that covenant was conditional upon the people, right? They had to come to God. They had to seek God in a manner that he laid out. They had to offer repeated sacrifices. It wasn't like there was a sacrifice and then they were covered under it. They had to come back continually. The whole nation had a day where the chief priest, the high priest would would make offering for himself and also for the whole nation. That whole thing, when he says he finds fault with them, it's because as their part of the covenant, they failed. They they were supposed to uphold their side, and they didn't. That's right. So this part of, of, of Hebrews chapter 8 is a quote from Jeremiah chapter 31. 31. Yep. And by the time that Jeremiah was alive, by the time at the time that he was writing this, the northern 
tribes had already been annihilated by the kingdom of Assyria. So 722. 722. um, AD. AD, that's right. Um, so that would have been 722 years before Jesus. I'm sorry, BC. BC yeah, BC, 80. Yeah. Well, no. we botched that, didn't they? Yeah, I missed that one. 722 so, yeah. BC. BC. All right, the Assyrians came in and had wiped out the northern kingdom. Remember, the kingdom had split into two. Yes. The northern kingdom never followed God again. And at this point, by the time Jeremiah was writing, the southern kingdom wasn't doing any better. They had, as as verse 9 says, they did not continue in my covenant. They had lived in rebellion, and because of their rebellion, the Babylonians had come in and had taken a number into captivity. They were living in yes. exile away from the land. Uh, not too long after this, the temple itself would be destroyed, destroyed yeah. and there wouldn't be a place to go and offer the sacrifices that yes. the people were used to. All of this was pointing to the fact that the old covenant was not sufficient. The people could not live up to their end um, yes. They, as again, verse nine, for they did not continue in my covenant, and so he showed no concern for them, declares the Lord. But thank God, but the covenant God. we're in. If you go back to the beginning of verse nine, you'll see that the the covenant he says he's going to establish is not like that covenant. That's right. That right. And this covenant, verse ten says. He will make with the house of Israel after those dates, declares the Lord. I will put my law into their minds and write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. This is the covenant that we can enjoy. Yes. This is the covenant that because of Jesus Christ coming, living the life that he did, dying the death that he died for us, as we put our faith in him, this is one that we can enjoy forever. Remember uh, a couple of messages ago, Pastor Tony preached on how once you are saved, you are saved. It's not something right. that you will lose. Not conditional. It's not conditional. No. So as we're preparing for worship this weekend, yes, it is enough to know that Jesus died on yes. the cross for our sins. And you can come to church never having looked at Hebrews chapter 8, <laughs> yes. knowing that Jesus is sufficient for your salvation and have a wonderful, wonderful worship Joy-filled experience. However, if we take the time to explore God's word, to study it, seek to understand it by the power and the guidance of the Holy Spirit, allowing the truths of what you read in in Peter to to just help grow us up and to develop us and have effect in us, that will enrich our worship experience all the more. And that's the point of this podcast is yeah. to help prepare you, help enrich your experience in worship this weekend. Man, I'm excited. I'm, I'm looking forward to it because every week, no matter what part we talk about this, when we get here on Sunday, and I'm sure for the people on Saturday too, when we get here on Sunday and I hear the word of the word of God preached by a man of God that he has given this message and this vision to for our local body, I am always moved that it's not just what we're talking about. It is something that the Lord delivers to me. And I think he'll do it for you too. So come on out, join us here. And if you'd like to know about our service times and locations, check out our website. We have services, Kevin just said a moment ago, on Saturday, on Sunday as well, a number of uh, times and locations throughout the greater Chattanooga area. If you don't live here in the Chattanooga area, or you're just not able to come. We even have online services. And so again, we hope you will be a part of worship this weekend. Thanks for spending time.
Well, I hope this was helpful to you. If while listening, you realized you need to take the next step in your relationship with Jesus, we would love to help you with that. You can connect with us by clicking the link in the show notes to our website and then clicking the connect card button. In our weekend worship services, we are in a sermon series called The Seven Commands of Christ. Jesus gave dozens of commands, and as followers of Jesus, we should obey all of them. Over the next several weeks, we are focusing on seven that will change your life. We would love for you to join each week at one of our campuses, or you can attend online. You will find service times by clicking the link in the show notes to our website. You know, there's so many ways for you to get involved and be a part of what God is doing here at Silverdale, and we really want you to feel welcome and a part. So please, stay connected. Be sure to like and follow us on the different social media accounts. You'll find all the links in the show notes of this episode. And lastly, help us spread the word about this podcast. Take a moment to share this episode with your family and friends. Again, we appreciate you listening and hope you will join us again next time.